0: You're now listening to the Thousand Story Podcast, presented by Thousand Story. Thousand Story Podcast. Hello, we are your hosts, Naji and Luis. And today, yes, we have, today. Well, actually, we we decided to switch it up in general. Yes. So first, let's break it down. We're Luis, doing some what are new we, things. What are we doing? Luis?
1: You know what? We feel like it's kind of important to talk about some things that are happening currently because we spend a lot of time um, being very educational. We've all been in class these past uh season and a half right and i don't know Najee and i felt like it was good to switch it up we we had a lot of fun the past few times that uh we started just covering some news that was related to the music industry and artists in general art in general (coughs) um so yeah yeah so
0: we're going, we're switching to uh, kind of like a news format. Think like, you know, Joe Budden podcast, but from a different perspective. Yes. Um, for our solo episodes. And, it, you know, it just came from it just making more sense to kind of make us more relevant and, and yeah. talk about things that happen regularly. And, and those have been things that you guys respond the most or the best
1: to. So it's true. Um, yeah, yeah. We you did know. get a lot of messages about that. But uh, I, I don't know. I think the coolest thing is, you know, obviously uh, we're growing. We're changing. Yeah. We're trying to figure out our format. We're trying to figure out where we land and what value we bring to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, All that podcasts shit. in general, audio in general. Mac, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I'm feeling kind of sick today. or I, I don't know why, but like I, maybe I, I mean, left the window open. You need so. to
1: snap out of it. <laughs> get that sickness out of here
0: uh, but the other news is uh, that we are switching our release day yes. so we are moving from Mondays to Tuesdays Yism. in the evening uh, as you can tell since this came out then. T- today, Tuesday <laughs> today um, <laughs> But, you know, it's going to be around like, you know, four to five because that's when apparently people listen to our podcast the most. So yeah. we just figured that would be the right time to release it. You know, might as well just
1: drop it when y'all are looking for it.
0: You know, so we're shifting it up a bit. We ain't changing crazily like, but no. hey, we be we, we changing enough.
1: No, we're making um, little moves over here. Yeah. Little moves Anyhow. over there.
0: So... TSH news. I guess the podcast news. We still don't know what to call. Yeah, we don't know yet. We'll hey, send that send
1: us, send us, uh, you know, some messages because yeah. um, for these kinds you, of episodes. Yes, if you have a better idea than TSH, news. TSH, 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 TSH news, then uh, yeah, let us know. Um, but what's going on? So uh, last week,
0: uh, a few different big things happened. Uh, first off, Woodstock Fifty was canceled.
1: First of all, I didn't even know that that was happening. What's up? Yeah, no, I didn't yeah. either until I heard about it. And I was like, why is it being canceled? So it, on top of that, like, I, how is it still going? Like, how is it? Because I know they had like, didn't they have like Woodstock '99 or something like that? Like, there was a Woodstock in the '90s. I mean, there's been plenty of wood. There's also okay. So there's two different
0: companies currently that use the Woodstock name. Obviously, the main company, right, which is uh, owned by yeah, like three people and like you know uh, between individuals and 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 businesses and corporations that they set right. up for individuals. Um, and then like a side, separate Woodstock that just uses the name they have permission Some I can't remember what the details are that doesn't are, make but, any sense but there are two Woodstocks happening an unofficial and official one but the official yeah. one got cancelled uh, Woodstock 50 it would be the 50th anniversary of the festival um, and if you're unfamiliar oh yeah Shit, it's 2019, yeah. 2019. So 1969 Just. is when the first Woodstock Festival came out. If you're unfamiliar, you know, for our younger listeners, not that we have too many,
1: but... <laughs> it's iconic. It's, it's, an it's super iconic. Um, they held it in Bob Dylan's, <laughs> uh, basically Bob Dylan's backyard. But, like, there were so many people there. Um, Jefferson Airplane, uh, Jimi Hendrix did his famous um, Star Spangled Banner uh fucking joint <laughs> um who else was there uh CCR Creedence Clearwater Revival right. these are all classic Janis Joplin rock staples Santana yeah. yeah
0: they've been in the, and it's been around for that long because it's just it's been oh. the vessel for that
1: it Grateful is- Dead the who I'm sorry i have no no, no, no. Speaking everybody of, yeah John Mayer plays with the Grateful Dead now so yeah, relevant information
0: and yeah, so the reason why they were canceled, well, there was a few different reasons. Um, but one, it was kind of like there, there were the 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 investors that were funding the festival recently, at least like in the last ten years or so. Um, they started noticing some weird behavior from the people running it, or at least the the head guy running it. His name's Michael Lang, um, and and just how things were kind of operating, uh, there weren't deadlines being met. So it was kind of like it was kind of feeling like you know Firefest all over again. Um, But, you know, one of the last straws for them was when uh, they announced the ticket sales um, that were going to go off in either January. I believe they're going to go off in January and they're they're going off in April. Or it was like they meant to go off in April and they just didn't go out at all. Like, interesting. Like tickets just didn't go up for sale. Um, They're like, what's going on? (laughs) Um, That's that's a problem. Um then they just yeah. started looking more and more into it and decided that they should pull the plug just for a, a myriad of reasons. You know, like the, the grounds themselves weren't completely prepared and they did not want another Firefest esque, you know, situation going down the pikes, you know, having people buy tickets and there's no actual tent set up for you. Like that would be a problem. Especially yeah. for an iconic festival like that.
1: It's hilarious because like the original Woodstock mm. is was it was crazy. Like there were literally cars parked. <laughs> people didn't even have tents like people just like bathed in mud essentially (laughs) you know and they were like tripping on acid and all that stuff it was the 60s you know it was the summer of love but um but at least that was expected yeah well they didn't know what to expect they didn't know who was gonna go they didn't know know who was gonna go but
0: there was also they they weren't paying for the accommodations that come true you know like the the festivals nowadays nowadays you have water tents and security very true all this other shit that yeah. didn't go into it in the 60s so that made sense but now yeah. that that's a requirement of these types of festivals yep. and they didn't have those implemented um, the, you know the company it was their name was Densu Aegis Network it was a Japanese company um, via their their live production uh, branch Amplify Live um, they decided to pull out after putting 30 million into it which Jesus. is crazy that is and insane. You would think like, you know, th- th- that's a huge L. Like that yeah. is a, a ginormous L. Um, that's... <laughs> and and the crazy part is that all the artists were already paid. Like, so the you know, Dense Vegas Network, th- like when they put that 30 million in, that went towards artists and catering and, and, and security and, and ground development. Um but as a, you know when you sign on an artist to play a festival typically the bigger artists they already have like guarantees like yeah. they're they're locked in they get a date they get a guaranteed fee upfront before they do the show and then the rest after um so they all got their upfront fee and then the the show got canceled but they still got to keep the
1: money so, <laughs> so at this point cuz like I don't know I I was reading that Michael Lang was talking to the New York Times that um that the investors didn't have a prerogative to like shut it down or like he's still trying to keep it up i guess he's trying to still trying to do woodstock he's he's still trying to but he can't
0: legally use the name first of all he can't legally use it by himself because he's trying to self um not to fund it but like self-promote it and and self-push it because nobody else on the team is yeah. willing to do anything. Yeah. So the problem is he doesn't have permission to use the name by himself and promote it by himself because two other people or two other entities only are it. not trying to Right. They're not it. trying to do it. But he's like, I'm trying. So he can't legally use it, but and and the artists are not even obligated to pay
1: to play. How is that how does that work? How are they not obligated to play? It's because on the contract. Their contract states
0: they get a fee before the show. If it's canceled,
1: they still get the fee and they walk away. So they're not obligated You're to me. play at all. That's great. Okay, but is that why he's not trying to? Is that why he's trying to keep it going? Yeah, he's because like, there's oh, a lot of money already riding on it. It's he's not, not his be... money
0: though. It's Densu's money. That's that's the thing. It's not. It's not that. It's not so much the money
1: aspect for him. I want to know what happened. I really do, too. Because, like, like, how is Dentsu just being like, nah. yeah, you know what? I know we put $30 million on here, but. Uh, it's honestly, it, it just
0: boils down to them or, you know, the, the team that was developing Woodstock not being prepared. Like like I said, it was yeah. just very, they were like, there was just weird things going on that made it seem like they they, they just were not ready to do yeah. it. Like yeah, people were supposed to be able to buy tents or buy things, and they just couldn't. It was unavailable, and there were like no responses, you know, or, or correspondence
1: between Dentsu and the team. For, like, months. Honestly, though, it's probably a good idea that I mean, thirty million dollars is a lot of money to waste, mm. but you would tarnish a festival forever. Yep. So even using the name Woodstock, would everybody would associate it with. Like a fire Fire festival, yeah, Yeah. basically, except worse, because it's like historically like one of the craziest, coolest festivals like ever. It's like it's yeah. So I get it. I I get
0: why you would like just for the sake of protecting the brand and and protecting everything that went into it, you would cancel it. It's just a shame because they had like Jay Z, Santana, Halsey, Grateful Dead, Killers. Hey Cyrus It's
1: crazy Because they also had A lot of people Who were at the original Right They were gonna two. pull out All the stops Yeah But no Like Somebody <laughs> had to Fuck it up Yeah Someone That's crazy But that's how it goes I know that but speaking yeah. of festivals,
0: um, there's actually a new festival, uh, a new with no relation to Woodstock, but just festivals in general. I'm in a festival mood. I
1: yeah, I'm yeah, a lot yeah. Of festival mood. No, no, um, no. I mean Coachella just happened, so yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. yeah. So
0: new fest. This new festival is called Real Street Festival, um, and it's coming out in August. Sounds it's- like the most
1: hood festival. It's gonna be
0: <laughs> really hood. Like <laughs> A$AP Rocky, Future, Migos—they're all the headliners. Damn, and a bunch more headliners. But it's in uh, Anaheim, California, it's from August 10th to 11th. Um, so that. Happening so wait,
1: Anaheim that's where um Bud Light they're uh, Budweiser,
0: yeah, that's where they're from. I, I believe there's I don't know, right? I can't confirm, I don't know if there's in, involved as a sponsor or not, but I could have sworn I sort of saw Budweiser involved. involved
1: I mean, it would there. only make sense because like their are their
0: campus is literally there. But yeah, so I'm I'm curious to see what that's going to be like, you know. I you real, it's not that you rarely hear about new festivals coming up, but you yeah, rarely hear about new festivals with big artists doing well. Well, cuz
1: festivals are hard to set up. I mean, there's so much yeah. event planning that needs to I mean, and not only that, but there's millions of dollars at play. Yep. You know. Like I remember
0: um What's his name? Uh, J-
1: Porter Robinson. He made yeah. a
0: festival. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but Porter Robinson had a festival that was coming out either this year or next. Uh, there were like a lot of EDM acts mm-hmm. and like dance acts, techno acts are making their own festivals
1: now. Which interesting. Is interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure why that's happening, but I feel like there's a lot of subgenres in EDM though
0: there are yeah. there are plenty of yeah. edm actually is like nowadays it's an improper term because it's, it's, it's kind yeah. of an umbrella term but it, it's true it, there's so much that goes into it that's not even dance music yeah. it's just like electronic music so I yeah. guess electronic like music that 200
1: be, bpm yeah, type
0: yeah. Shit. hard style right? that hard
1: fucking I mean you can dance yeah. that people dance that but oh
0: yeah but it you know edm encompasses everything electronic right now as far as what, we, what I'm referring to but electronic just, music festivals
1: I'm wondering like did, did anybody watch the fire festival movie like we talked about it though didn't yeah, we? the one yeah. on Netflix yeah. and Hulu but not even that but i'm talking about these festival organizers did anybody watch did, right. or did they watch it and they were like yo you know what we see all the mistakes that happen we're not going to do that let's start our own festival <laughs> and then it happens and then it happens i was 50
0: <laughs> We'll see. Who who knows what goes on in the minds of multimillionaires? Right? Yeah, I wish I could pick their brain and see what they were thinking, why they were thinking. Because yeah. you have to think with that much money. There's always risk involved, like massive. No, massive risk. Oh, it's mad risk. Yeah, like, but they live their lives like that. Entrepreneurs live their life in a volatile state. They're always putting stuff into things that could pop off or cannot pop off. So yeah. it's not so far fetched for them to live life like that and and to make those crazy kind of connections and yeah. and, and make empty promises. On the hopes that something goes off, but it's just—it's crazy that that's how all, regular their life is, how common occur, an yeah. occurrence that is. Well, I mean, they
1: have reserves, though. You know,
0: they have true. money set aside for that. But the thing is, multimillionaires stay multimillionaires by not using their money. They are used yeah. to using other people's money. Yeah. So it's it's it, it's a common practice, and it's it's crazy to see how often this kind of thing happens. We're just getting more awareness of it because it's happening in the festival sphere, right? And, and you know, it's bringing those kinds of issues to light. But yeah. This happens a lot more often than you would think with any kind of deals where you're dealing with multi... Not even multi-millionaires, hundreds Mm -hmm. of thousands of dollars, but you're always going to have people who love using other people's money oh yeah so it's elon
1: it's, musk <laughs> but you know what up elon <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna happen and we
0: just gotta kind of roll with it until we can tell people more transparent about it but yeah anyway uh-huh. um, that's uh-huh. on the festival tip but on the, on the show tip in general jonas brothers are back on tour Talk, did you
1: like the jonas brothers when you were young i yes and no okay right? as a
0: musician explain I appreciated the fact that there was a a boy band that was comprised of musicians, right? Yeah. A guitarist, like a serious... Well, they were all guitarists, technically. Um, But they were actually bringing real musicianship into an element. I appreciated that. Yes. Obviously, I wasn't Uh, crazy about the whole family, like the the whole music... In general, there were like there were good (laughs) tracks. There were some good tracks. Yeah,
1: there were some good tracks. But overall, I wasn't like everybody was crazy. I mean, like girls were wild. They were crazy about the Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers wasn't making music for me. They
0: were they weren't making music for you know fifteen six well fifteen six year old females. but maybe it, that wasn't nah. the age I was when they were popular. Yeah. It wasn't for guys. No. It was for girls. It was for girls. It was for prepubescent it was for, yeah. and
1: adolescent teenage yeah, girls. Yeah, for sure. And they killed that. And they're continuing to kill and that. And they did. See, I, I was not, I've never been into the Jonas Brothers. Do tell. Do explain. What's yeah, it? I just, I don't know, man. I, I just felt like their music just tried really hard. Mm. It just tried too hard to be... I, I don't even know how to like I, I can't even word it I think it just They just tried too hard But I mean They did a good job Like people Fuck with their shit I, I personally don't Hey you it's know, okay. Even their new song Even the, their new uh, song the, I don't even know. I don't even remember what it's called it's But like, it literally sounds like A Portugal the man song
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like stuck or, 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 or What was it called I'm, on, I'm gonna look it up I'm gonna look it up Jonas Brothers. Sucker. That's Sucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I've heard that song. It's yeah. really good. I'm not going to play it because, uh, you know, we don't want to.
1: Listen to that and then listen, listen to Feel It Still by Portugal the Man. And you'll be like, damn. And tell me they're not similar songs. They're super Like they're very similar. similar. And very. They, it's
0: interesting how often that happens. It don't, happens all the like time. I heard there's a... Uh, like what we don't realize is how many songs are recycled from oh, the thirties yeah. oh, to sixties. Yeah. Frank Ocean. Like, <laughs> like understand, we just repurpose songs. Like even the most the recent song like DJ, it's not recent, but like DJ Khaled and, and Rihanna, like the boom, 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 boom. T- like oh, that, yeah, that, yeah, one. Yeah. that one that yes. one? is a repurposed Santana song.
1: Is it real? Oh yeah, it is. It totally it yeah, literally
0: it is. is a Santana song. Like there's no hiding it. It's it was literally just sampled and, and then repurposed and that happens so often. It's regular. It's basically
1: like the sequel.
0: It's not even the sequel. It's it's like a, it's like a, a, a reinterpretation, honestly. And on, on that, in that sense, I can respect it if they if you consider it that. But it's it's just funny how like you people don't realize that, and they consume the same media just in sight all the time, all the time.
1: Yeah, a lot of your pop hits
0: are were already oh, already hits. written. They, they're already written. They're yeah. already pop hits. But you know popular music is see music I, I feel real. like
1: we're moving through the 80s right now we are in our time we're currently in the 80s See, so yeah. I, well actually, the 80s of
0: the 2000s I think we're late 80s because early yeah. 80s is a different sound late 80s yeah. I say that because yes. we're moving back into this era where people really really want R&B like mm. like traditional not traditional but like classic r&b and, yeah. and soulful r&b um and i'm seeing a lot more artists who are dedicated to staying in in that sound yeah. and, and, and delivering that sound with that intention like you have mac Harris, you have joyce rice yeah. you have there was another artist that monty put me on too um uh you have what well, cleo soul is definitely not uh, no she's this, no. she doesn't count not it's not she doesn't count she's not 90s <laughs> <Shh>. r&b um <laughs> But you know you have artists who are really committed to delivering that yeah, sound. girl ultra is even like
1: that's just like a Spanish yeah. version of R and
0: and B, like but specifically like that nineties yeah R and B. You know, but I would say girl ultra is more like late nineties, early two thousands. Mm. Like like she's Dido esque R and B. Dido like and Dido oh, wasn't R and B at was, all. But no, like not that, that era of like. Like pop R&B is where I feel like girl Ultra is right now. Yeah. And that's where she that's where she you. is like always. But yeah, I feel like we're coming into the 90s. We're still in the interesting. 80s.
1: Interesting. Very interesting. You know? It's only been 20 years, man.
0: 30 years. Bro. The 90s are almost 30. Fuck. They are 30. Shut well, up. If you think about it, right? Cuz 19 You shut
1: your mouth right now.
0: 2020.
1: Fucking god.
0: Somebody born in 1990
1: will oh, be 30. My god. The 90s are alive Shut up <laughs> man And this is how Oh shit yeah. I'm getting old <laughs> I'm No I'm actually I'm, I'm pretty young oh, That's okay
0: <laughs> That's okay But uh, What else is happening In music news Yo Oh
1: Yes So K-pop K-pop This is, is crazy to me Because like I used to listen to J-rock mm. Like All through high school and I think I, I feel like I attributed to watching Death Note. Yep, when Maximum I was in high the school. Hormone. Yeah. yeah, Maximum the Hormone and uh, Nightmare. Mm-hmm. This band Nightmare. Yep, they're the first theme song, first two theme songs. Actually, yeah. Fuck, man, I and I just went super hard, and I just listened to like Muck, fucking so many of them. Oh my god, there were so many. But that's Japan X, yeah. And. I don't know why it's happening now, like K-pop. That's, that's what is interesting to me because, like, I feel like I've been into, like, or I was into so much Asian music before. And but it, I guess it was still underground in the States, technically. Or it was,
0: like, it was still oh, yeah. a weeaboo thing to do. Yeah. It, was it was still, such a, yeah. you're a nerd. You know, you're, you're such you're, a nerd. And that's, your nerd culture is becoming cool now, though. Again, we're that's moving true. into the 90s. That's
1: we're very we're true. moving
0: into that era where the things that we've been listening to are finally getting the, the spotlight they deserve. But K-pop is is having an exceptional. Rise it's huge right now. Like just recently for Coachella, uh, the there's this girl group uh, Black Pink, who is taking like the world by storm. Yeah, they are. Um, and it's great because the thing is Korean. Pop music has not had this much exposure until like the last five years or so. Because I can't remember when Blackpink formed it was like 2013, 2014, something like that. But they were chilling. Yeah, and then they just like just blew recently up. in the last year, two years maybe, just blew up globally. Um it's to the point now. So actually, the way that the entertainment industry works in Korea. There, are, there are three big companies. Like, okay, there are three big, uh, three big major labels globally. So you have like Universal. Yep. You have Warner. You have uh, Sony. Those are mm-hmm. the, the big three globally. <clears throat> but Korea has their own insular in- in- entertainment industry. Korea's like entertainment, closed off. It's not that it's closed off. It's just that it's not well could be partially closed off like for example the distributors that distribute music so like Spotify for example right, right. Spotify is not available in Korea right um aren't are i think they're working on it but like there there are a lot of uh distribution companies and, and services that we use like Spotify and Apple Music and Deezer that aren't available in Asian countries right um especially That's China nice. especially Korea especially like Southeast Asia um so as a result, these countries have made their own DSPs mm-hmm. and music coming out of those countries usually stay in those countries. They don't really gravitate and, and go global because the, most of the their population and most of the people who rece- receive that music are in those countries. You know, like we, we obviously have a large population who appreciates K-pop. Yeah. But Korea... Like, breathes K-pop <laughs> So,
1: yeah so. The, the interesting thing about K-pop, though Is that, like It, it brings the, the, the boy bands And the girl bands, like, back Again Back 90s. again 90s The 90s wrong. are alive It's so true Because I feel like I, I have a friend <clears throat> My friend Brittany, mm. actually You know She's huge into K-pop Yep And I remember having a conversation with her about this Like, sometime, like, late last year And I was like, what? Is it about because she had just seen this group and I don't even know what group it was. I mm. wish I remembered, but she was just like, <laughs> she's like in love with one of the guys, right? Like, but that one happens. of the and that, yeah. That's, that's a, a huge normal thing, it came f- but but uh, that
0: was that was it for every boy band. Though, think about it when you, NSYNC Sync* came out. Like, yeah, NS- that's true. *In Sync*
1: came out N- when when
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Backstreet Boys came out. When ninety eight yeah. degrees came out, like you always had. When Boyz II Men came out, yeah. when Jody
1: came everybody out, everybody was like, "Damn, Lance Bass."
0: Like, you know, everybody <laughs> everybody had their guy. Like that's true. Everybody has a person, and K-pop is the same way. Um, and any any kind of like even not just K-pop, but like C-pop, like Chinese pop and, mm-hmm. and J-pop. But everybody had you know, boy bands, girl bands are a huge phenomenon in Asia and Asian music, um, or at least in Asian pop music. You know, Asian music is a whole other yeah. It's it's, a, it's an incredible field, but Asian pop music, boy bands, girl bands are killing it. Um, but even but back to uh, the big three, right? So Korea has three major labels or inter- entertainment um, firms mm. in Korea. So they have YG, they have SM, and JYP. Those three are running. Blackpink's down- out of YG, right? Blackpink's yeah. out of YG. Um, and they actually just did yeah. a, a joint deal with Interscope. And Interscope, oh, as shit. you know, is part of. Universal, I believe, if I'm mistaken. Let me double check. But either Universal or they're Warner, or they might be Sony. I I actually don't know. Um, But Uh, Warner. So Interscope is Warner. Yeah. 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 So
1: they currently have a joint deal with one of the, the biggest three. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. It's owned by Universal, but it was founded by Jimmy and Ted. Jimmy and Ted. Okay, so it is owned by Universal. Yeah, but it was founded with <laughs> Warner Music Group's Atlanta Records. Got it, when they were
0: still a thing. Yeah. Okay, so the Universal, right? Universal is currently the biggest of the big three uh, of the music labels. Um, and YG is number two of the big three in Korea. The, I think SM's still the biggest right now. But they basically have a joint deal with both YG and Interscope, um, or either YG and Universal. Um, and that's kind of unprecedented because it's not just a, a, a universal Korea deal. Like, for example, uh, Dean's deal is universal with UMG Korea. Yeah. Um, but they have a direct interscope with US interscope, like global interscope. Um, Crazy. And that's a new phenomenon. But you, the thing is, we're seeing more bands get to that yeah. status like BTS which, interestingly enough, isn't part of the, the big three in Korea. They're actually part of a sleeper entertainment firm called Big Hit Entertainment. Um, and where are they out of? Big Hit entertainment. So there are a bunch of entertainment firms, and like I, I, I refrain from calling them labels because they do so much, much more than just a label. A label yeah. and they're in more than just music. Yeah, a lot of them are also. That's why you see a lot of Korean pop stars are also actors. And, and gotcha. You know, they, I always wondered in everything. Yeah, entertainment firms. Yeah. Um, but for the that sake makes of, sense. You know, yeah. so the big hit entertainment. Was uh, one of the, the entertainment firms that was just like kind of just chilling, and BTS made them popular. Ninety-five percent of B- of big hits entertainment revenue comes from BTS. Interesting. Um, and in twenty eighteen alone, they made around like hundred ten million estimated, just at least from shows, just from selling out shows. Holy shit, that's insane! <laughs> and it's crazy that a singular band can make that much for an entertainment deal. Like it's it's wild. And the, the thing that makes this such a wild phenomenon is yeah. because the Korean um, pop industry is, is known for being one of the most cutthroat and, and damaging to the, the artists themselves. Really? Yeah. Like the, the Korean pop industry, basically you go into like if to actually become a star mm-hmm. and successfully be like okay yeah (laughs) takes so much work and is so rare because they they kind of just like farm out these these boy bands they they, they literally just produce so many boy bands so regularly and the process that goes into it is is first you got to go into you know obviously auditions. auditions then you go into a boot camp right from that boot camp once you're in the boot camp, then you go into the the lifestyle, and you are living with your bandmates in dorms in celebrity dorms, and you have everything strictly controlled. Like you can't, there, you can't have partners, you can't have. Depending on depending on which entertainment label you're with, but right. most of them have severe restrictions, diet restrictions, clothes restrictions, brand restrictions, life restrictions. Holy like you literally shit. cannot. Have a girlfriend or a spouse or anything in certain situations, and you have to, you know, when they say, when you see these like Blackpink, for example, or if you see how skinny they are, that's because they have to adhere to a specific number in weight. If they're not, if they, uh, oh my like, go above that,
1: they're in trouble. Yo, that's crazy. That sounds like Disney. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I had a friend I had a friend of mine who worked for Disney she was a Disney princess mm. and um, she told me she was like the auditions are crazy Yeah. on top of that once you do make it and you're one of the princesses or yeah. whatever you know at Disney World right. just at Disney World um, she goes yeah they, they measure you they weigh you They make sure that you're eating the right things, like all this crazy stuff. Because you have to uphold,
0: you have to maintain an image. You have to be sellable. You have to be marketable. And it's It's all about the image. It's incredibly problematic in the Korean population because they actually, it's getting to the point where they work them for 20 hour days. They only get four hours of sleep at a time, constantly on the road, constantly doing shows, constantly having to adhere to these super limiting diets. Like they have this one um, practice where they regularly. Uh, tell their like the a common practice in girl groups mm-hmm. is where and guy groups soup is where they they take like a, a Dixie cup, like you know, like the, the tiny paper yeah. cups, and they fit all their food for the day into that cup. You're kidding me, and that's all they eat for the day. That, that's regular, like that's just like a regular common practice just to make sure they fit that number. Holy like it's shit. a problem. That's awful. So, you know, oh that's, my the, God. that's the normal conditions for a Korean Holy pop shit. artist and for people to actually make it like them going global is a blessing because normally even if they were successful in their own industry they 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 owe so much money they owe so much money like them going global then allows them to breathe and actually be like profitable people and and artists but the normal k-pop artists is not profitable at all. They oh are my god! So that's much. musical it, slavery. It literally is. They literally had slave uh, contract. Like they had to, they sued one of the industries because they were in a slave contract, essentially making it so they couldn't work for any other company. For uh, they, they were in the contract for like twelve years, Holy and they shit. weren't allowed to go into the other things. They weren't giving them the attention they needed as a, an artist on
1: their roster. Yeah, but they still kept them locked into so, the the contract. The contract so what's what's actually i feel like what's amazing about this now is that if interscope is stepping in right there's a possibility that they could switch from their regular label and just go sign but
0: yeah so I, that was a conversation too you know like once you get to a global label do you just drop the korean one but a lot of them don't and it it's definitely because could, though you could technically but maybe not because or you of could the, just what's the deal of i don't know what the yg interscope right. deal is that might prevent
1: that that's that's true But at some point, I feel like if the contract ends, if you have so much leverage, you could potentially (coughs) renegotiate.
0: You could, and many people do. Like, for example, um, one of the solo acts in K-pop, IU, IU, I I can't, I can never Mm. remember how she pronounces her name, but it's either IU or IU. Mm -hmm. Um, She, being a solo female uh, act, and she's not one of the, she's not one of the big three labels, but she's made, again, one of those smaller labels. Bigger. Huge. Um, but the thing is that actually that's not entirely true because that label themselves kind of made themselves big in the background in that like they've made themselves uh, an entertainment platform so they're like the YouTube slash Vivo for Korean Korean. artists Um, but like as an entertainment label they're like way down the list but anyway so IU is on that label and when her contract ran out like she made them enough money and made enough money for herself that she was able to negotiate she's like the next time is like, if we want to re sign me, you need to make sure all my staff are paid. You need to make sure, like, and, and that's a rare thing to yeah. be able to actually negotiate for other people, never mind yourself.
1: That's crazy. To be able to
0: negotiate for your team, like, Damn. she's she's has the leverage, but a lot of Korean pop artists don't. They come in, there, those contracts are horrid. Jeez, like, we think 360 deals terrible. are bad, Korean pop industry deals are.
1: Ugh, oh, God. Death.
0: Little, like, it can literally that's cause life, harm. That's a life deal. They they are very bad. Damn. So, I don't I know. I not know that. And, again, it depends on the, the entertainment front, but, like, I don't know what Big Hit's agreement with BTS is, but they've made a lot of money, and by themselves, like, individually, yeah. the, the actual members...
1: Aren't making anything,
0: right? No. they Because they've made so much globally, they've actually crossed over that threshold now. Um, but, you know, because, like, they made <laughs> $8 million per art like per member themselves like, so far so far just from 2018 Damn. 2019 i haven't even seen the figures for that yet but bts and blackpink are like one of those two groups that groups are, that like, are yeah. actually poppin', making like for real pop you know and it, it's Damn. crazy when you think about like the actual revenue streams like why are like like the big three global yeah. ones like Universal, for example, their revenue streams per year are like $6 billion, right? Yeah. That's just the music because Universal yeah. is a huge company. Yeah, that's huge. But interestingly enough, Universal Music Group and Universal Comcast are two separate companies. It's weird. I don't know why. That makes they, sense. But they're two yeah. separate companies. Anyway, so just Universal Music Group, their revenue is like a six uh, $6 billion. But in Korea, they're like the biggest firms right now, like last year, um, or no, so let's say like 2017. 2017... the the most revenue that they made like gross was like 378 million like million damn and the actual net revenue right after everything was then done was only 10 million holy shit right it's like but they're they're slowly because they have the global influence happening now people are becoming more and more in tune and falling in love with Korean K-pop their their revenue is tripled. so now last year they made uh, I think the biggest one SM and YG. SM made over a billion. Yeah. Um, but YG made over or like just like under a billion, like 978 million or so. And that's because they have this global influence and this global influx of fans coming in through it now. Like the yeah, revs. They're not streams, just marketing
1: to the exact same like people. Yeah, but they're, they're marketing to doing, Yeah, the, the whole, whole new audience. they like they're finally crossing over. Which is, I feel like that's such a
0: great move. It's it's yeah. so important that this is happening for the artists because yes. that means that they're actually well hopefully actually going to be able to like to live negotiate and thrive <laughs> and negotiate on their contracts yeah because if they can make that global cross, cross over, yeah. then then they can totally actually thrive and profit Damn. um but i do say it, it comes at a, at a price like recently yeah. i was looking up into like so what the effects were of like k-pop um Kind of being infused into the U.S. market, Um, and a lot of K-pop fans in the states are feeling like this, like the tickets are really, really, really overpriced because they're like, I mean,
1: yeah, but also they're—it's a world tour.
0: (laughs) It is. I mean, you're also a lot
1: of money to just to go.
0: It is a lot of money, but you also have to consider like they're charging three fifty a ticket for even groups that aren't as popular. They're just happening to go overseas, right? Like, like regularly that's 350 for GA tickets. Damn. Not even like be like like just regular ass tickets. Um and like when you get to the bigger bands like yeah. BTS, Blackpink, yep. those tickets can go up to like 3k
1: easy. You're shitting me. It's crazy. Who has the money to pay for this? So because
0: <laughs> that you know, you would think Korean pop groups that the majority of their fan base yeah. is like teenagers, boys right. and girls. But Interestingly enough, in the U.S., the people that have been showing up to the shows are all majority adults because they have that disposable income. Yeah. So they're actually alienating currently the majority of their fans in the States, but they're still making
1: a lot of money. Oh, they're going to learn real quick, though. I don't know how. Because here's the thing is that if they're starting at that right now. Right. It's only going to go up. Or they think it's only going to go up. I,
0: I hope it goes up. Well.
1: No, no, no. I hope it, hope doesn't, it doesn't go, go up. up.
0: But it's like, I kind of think of it like TV prices. Yeah. Or like any like new electronic. Yeah. Like it comes out the gate, 10K, like for like a 100-inch TV. And then 10 years down the line, it gets sold for like Yeah, 2K.
1: but that's not the artist's life cycle. Correct. Typically, it starts off like, oh, hey, come see my show for 15 bucks. And then it goes up. And then it goes up. Which is, well, I yeah. don't know how that's going to.
0: So hopefully, it's kind of like a supply-demand type thing. So Yeah. One, but. The thing is, do they th- I mean, there's definitely demand for it yeah. now. So
1: I don't know why they they could just be playing bigger shows, making the same amount of money.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what the logic is behind that. But I guess it's to be able to fill out the smaller venues more completely. I mean, because if we think about the logic behind like selling out a show for right. any size of yeah. artist, you want to make sure you pack that thing out. Yeah, right. You, so want- you find venues that are slightly, slightly smaller, slightly smaller, so you can always make sure it's packed out. Yeah. So I get it on a business tip, but on an actual like
1: consumer tip. How small are the venues that they're playing? I mean, they're they're definitely they're not. not
0: playing like Madison Squares. No, they are though. They're, they're playing they're playing 50k audience, 110K, you know, cap size. Fuck. There are so, a lot of
1: people. <laughs> and, and, those you're are just the me, and you're telling me they're 350? Yeah. A ticket. A ticket. For Anywhere from 50 50 the 350 a ticket. It's crazy. That's fucking it's crazy. It's dramatic.
0: They are really overpricing. It. That's but overpriced. The thing overpriced. Is, is that they're still, people still feel worth it, especially the people that are buying them. They're like, you know, even though this thing but like, is expensive. I guess, expensive.
1: like, how, how expensive, like, how expensive is Ariana Grande overseas? Yeah. That's
0: a good question. You I know what I'm know. saying? Let's, well, let's look it up. So, Ariana, I know, like, for example, like... <sighs> in the in the u.s we tried to look up tickets for her like in cleveland yeah. it was like 150 i think for ga yeah yeah it was, about like was like 150 and those were like all right seats right that was domestic yeah i seats but imagine overseas she already but the thing is she's already global she already has the global market access that's true so that'd be i, I it's it's hard to say for her I don't. I don't know what the what the move is going to be for her. Like, if it's going to go up or down, or like what it would be overseas, because she was already a global act. It's not like that she's trying to attempt to make the crossover into a new field. Like she's yeah, already yeah. everywhere. So I, I guess she can justify, you know, making people spend that much, yeah, because
1: dude. Because some that, yeah. of her tickets are a gra- over a grand. Yeah, twelve hundred dollars, sixteen hundred dollars. Yep. For nice tickets, for night for really good tickets, <clears throat> and what's, it's it's just interesting seeing
0: how many new K-pop bands, like new K-pop bands, yeah. not even like established, like new ones, are coming into the U.S. and charging that much. Like, and people are just going with it. It's crazy. Shit, man. That's like insane. people are really rocking with K-pop right now. So that's crazy. We'll see how that goes. I don't know how it's gonna go, but I I have a feeling it's gonna. <sighs> my prediction is that it's gonna come to a head. When you have the like half of their audience is being excluded because of the ticket prices, so either they're going to lower the ticket prices and increase the capacity, or they're going to
1: hire the ticket prices and lower the capacity. Play play smaller venues. I I don't see it's one of the other. Because here's the thing: is how long can that actually last? Though you know what I'm saying? Because they're all right. Ariana Grande. I feel like she's been on tour for like two years. I mean, she did come out with two albums in the span of a year. And she's still on the Sweetener Tour.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: so I, she got it. Yeah. I mean, I, we all know she's got it. <laughs> we all know. She won it. I mean, she, she got, got it. Got it. <laughs> she got it. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, how, how can, I don't want to say how can our economy support all these crazy fucking tickets? But like, honestly, like how many artists are hitting that level? I don't know. Like, cause I went to go see Kendrick, and I paid like one fifty, and the show was at the House of Blues, and it right. was like a thousand people, and that was right after he dropped uh, to Pimp a Butterfly. Oh, to Pimp a Butterfly, yeah. Huh. Which was like, that's a pretty high in a career.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, Do you know what I mean. You also have to consider the in or the genre that he's in, because you have to realize that. Yeah. At the end of the day Pop is still king And has been king And will always be king The reason why We have A lot of R&B acts Coming up Or becoming popular Is because they're Pop infused Right They're becoming More approachable To the mass media And Mass media likes that, you know. The big, big heads at yeah. the big three are like, "Ooh, we can take these it's little true. bits of this black music and this, this, these Asian groups and, and put them in our pop acts and, and borrow and, and steal from that." But it's still pop music. Yeah, pop music has always been king. It's true. So pop music can it's command true. that kind of ticket price. That's why Miley Cyrus could have tickets to go for a K, two K when she had, you know, a bunch it's of teenage fans because yeah. it's there's the demand for it. Yeah. But the same can't be said for a rap show necessarily. True. It's not that the demand isn't there. It's that the demand or the supply isn't matching the demand. They're mm-hmm. not like, like Kendrick's label or TDE isn't supplying. It, it, it's it's hard to kind of describe. It's like they're being distributed to all the same channels as right. pop music, but also not because you're not hearing Kendrick on the same all the same stations that you would hear Taylor Ari- or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Or Ariana. No, that makes you know sense. I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it inherently has a smaller size. Yeah. Like in a smaller group and an audience that's receptive to that. I feel it. Like or at least that's been apparently receptive to that. Because if you, I feel like if you pushed Kendrick the same way you pushed Ariana, they could reach the same status. But for whatever reason, we're limiting bl- like black music, we're limiting anything that's not pop or country. To whatever audiences that they have naturally and, and organically, so I, you know, pop music is always going to have like a, a mass media infused size. Right. It's always going to have a bolstered
1: audience size because it's what's marketable. See, what's crazy though is that I'm I'm looking at right now the highest paid musicians of 2018. Mm-hmm. All right, Coldplay is at 10. All right, Roger Waters. Remember, pop and rock
0: rock only just get sex drugs and rock and roll dog like those were the rock and yeah. roll used to
1: be the top You're but it right. was still popular music roger waters though like this is blowing my mind he's like he's part of, he was part of pink floyd yeah right <clears throat> and he's still touring made 27.2 million yep because he's been in the game guns and roses
0: look they're all going to be either pop, Joel. pop rock folk Pop, Lady Gaga, literally Ed Sheeran, Bruno Mars, Bruno Mars, pop, Mars number Metallica, four, Metallica, rock, three. Garth Brooks, country, u two, pop rock, they are all oh, pop shit. acts. Pop acts have the biggest revenues in music. Period, and and that's crazy, and that's unfortunate. And I'm shocked. That's just what it is, though. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like K-pop is really not, it's not even close to popping yet. Or like 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 the, the bubble that they're experiencing yeah. is close to popping. I feel like they're going to go up and up and up. Because there's only going to be more pop artists and more Korean pop artists coming out and more Korean groups coming out and reaching oh, overseas. Man. So it's only going to get bigger. But eventually you're going to get to a point where your audience can't handle the price point. So obviously there's a cap in that respect. But I... I don't know what that cap is because, you know, teenagers have sway. Teenagers have parents. Yeah. yeah. So if at some point, you know, people are just going to buy it because they want to appease the kids. I don't know. I have no idea what that looks like. But pop will always be king for now. For uh, now. I'm, I'm blown I, away. I'm it blown hasn't away. changed.
1: It really hasn't changed, though, because if you think about it, like back in the 20s, even that was pop music. Yep. That's all pop. Pop. music. There was formula.
0: And it's, it's it's how it's been and it's how it's always going to be. Something is going oh, to be the shit. forefront of a sound, like some genre. Damn. Rap is interestingly enough climbing into the, the the popular territory, which is why they're saying that rap is like the most popular genre right now. And in a certain regard, it is. Rap is one of the most popular in the streaming game. Yeah, and aside from any other genre save for Other pop. Than pop it's the most popping right now yeah. it's bigger than rock it's bigger than country that's it's wild. bigger than jazz it's big- my I- mind
1: is literally being blown when i'm looking at these numbers literally, literally the eagles yeah. <clears throat> are number 14 rock or pop they're always going to be the bit
0: and you also have to think about what goes into those shows though because rap oh, yeah. shows are always going to be different than a rock show yeah it's a see, different experience yeah that's true you know, it's just when there's it's that much more, it's get, more of a spectacle. Rock yeah. acts tend to put more into the whole
1: production, production of yeah. it, yeah. You know, so For that sure.
0: makes sense as to why that they would have bigger revenues because yeah. they have to make more up, too. Yeah, but that's just how it is. Damn,
1: that's crazy. Hopefully, that
0: changes in the next five years.
1: What also years. blows my mind is I was looking at uh, uh the artists who signed who are signed to Interscope, mm. and that I, whew, man, that's crazy. So Eminem, yep, obviously, Ice Cube, Yeah with Dre, the 1975, okay. yeah, Dre, Snoop, Dogg, but he's not, he's, he's, his label, Aftermath, yeah, but I, I mean, he's not, I don't know, he's not really, I mean, he's not, he's
0: not doing anything for, himself, not really doing, but anything. who, who's Anderson under? Is he under an imprint of he's, Interscope? I think he's, under,
1: I think he's under an imprint, imprint of Interscope, because he's not on here, specifically signed <clears> to Interscope. <throat> Billie Eilish, Juice World. Borns, Ellie Goulding. Um, Kali Uchis, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar. Lana see, Del Rey. They're Ray, not Tame well, actually,
0: No, they might have just been recently signed to Interscope. But uh, Yeah. Kendrick was previously Topped TDE out. TDE was an imprint of Interscope. I think it still is. So yeah. I don't know if they, is that considering that Uh, He's under TDE, or is he specifically signed with Interscope? I think
1: he's specifically signed to Interscope. Wait, 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 check check, Click click on this thing. Let's click on it. What is he on? Top Dog Aftermath Top Dog Aftermath. Okay, so yeah. But Interscope, but if Interscope is the the parent, right, the umbrella for all of them, Mm -hmm. technically he would be an Interscope artist. He'd
0: be a universal artist. Right. Because Interscope is under universal.
1: Artist. Right. Technically, Kendrick is a universal artist. Yeah. So, but it, I feel like the <clears> difference comes in if there's a label that works with Interscope to distribute, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Yeah, right, right. But if they're specifically signed to Interscope, <laughs> that's another thing. That is another
0: thing. Like, Blackpink like, is specifically
1: signed to Interscope. Yeah, it is, exactly. It's not, it's not an input. It's not, yeah. Well, Interscope in and of itself Black is Blackpink is Interscope. even on here. They're even on here. So is Selena Gomez. Yeah, you too.
0: But yeah, you know, that's the thing. Is yeah. Interscope in and of itself is an imprint, though they have a stupid amount of resources. But yeah. they are an imprint. Yeah. Um. So, I, I, but Interscope has the kind of,
1: you know, oh, the history. I feel like Interscope might be the greatest record label to have ever existed so far. Bold claims. I, hey, man. <laughs> Doctor Dr. Dre, <clears throat> Tupac. Snoop Dogg, Tame Impala, bro, Kendrick, i am going say J Cole. Two things: Sony, the Beatles. Enough said. Okay, there's <laughs> a reason why though, because they were EMI. They were EMI, and then Michael Jackson bought their their rights. Yes, and he was Sony. That's true. You're not wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this man My man's Paul McCartney has been trying to buy it back He's been pissed <laughs> He's oh Can you imagine I, I get it Yeah I'd be, pissed, it, too. I'd be pissed too Your friend
0: Buys your shit out And then says Nah you can't have it
1: And he what? Like, he called him On the phone And he goes What the fuck dude <laughs> I was just I was trying to buy My own music back And he goes It's just business Like wow like, Michael Like dude Wow Michael I would have been pissed yeah. I would have not Talked to him Thanks. Ever again it's crazy. The major label be industry. like, "What if I bought your music, bro?"
0: First <laughs> like, of all, I would,
1: like, like what if, if, what if it happened? That like only that? happens if I'm on my deathbed. Like, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna just like, no. <laughs> I mean, I know, but I'm just saying, what if it was that you were signed and some—I I don't know—your music went up for sale, and I was like, "Here's thirty million dollars. Here you go. Let me just buy all of his music."
0: And then I buy back, and you're like, nah.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, nah, man. It's cool. Like I'm this. making money off of this, so. I'm like, what the fuck? I know you worked really hard, and I, I appreciate it a lot. <laughs> appreciate I really you. do appreciate it. Here's a, here's a $5. Why don't you go get a piece yeah. of candy, Jimmy, at the store? <laughs> But see, I
0: don't know if, I don't, I can't recall if Michael owned the publishing rights as well or just the master's rights.
1: It's, you it's know, that's thing. interesting. We should probably look into that.
0: <clears throat> we shall. I don't know. But next episode, yeah. Because uh, I think we've come to the end here. You know, oh, shit. There's a lot that we've discussed, but, you know, a lot of things to think about. You know, how do you guys feel about K-pop? Where, where, what is it in, like, how does it influence what you listen to? Yeah. Like, what are you listening to? Do
1: you even listen to K-pop? Let do you us even know. know. Are you going is? to these
0: shows? Are you going to these festivals? What's going on in your lives? Let us know. Tweet at us. Instagram. I, DM us. Leave D- a review. D- DM us. Um, but, yeah, no, like, like, hit us up on socials. Yeah, for real. Thousand Story underscore. Let's have a conversation about it. Like, yeah. let see what really is Heck going yeah. on in this industry. Um, yeah, but yeah. Well, first off, d- thank you for being with us so, so far. You know, seriously, glad you guys are here for the changes. Um, excited to see that. It's wild. It's still wild to me.
1: It it is wild. It still blows my mind. Day by day, we gain another listener, another, another building. Listener building. Thank you for telling your friends. Thank you, for, Thank you for writing reviews.
0: And keep doing so. Please tell your friends to do so. We love and thrive off of reviews. Yes, we on do. Apple Podcasts specifically. Yes. Those are great. Those are godsends. Yes. But if you listen on any other device, you know, whatever you use to listen to, leave a review. Leave something. Share it share on Instagram. We appreciate it. And we just love spreading the word and spreading the news about things going on in the creative entertainment industry. Um, but
1: what do we got going on next week? Yeah, So next week, we got a visitor. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. we have a friend coming in. Our friend Delany, a.k.a. Sussex, She's going to be coming through. We're going to be making some tea and then spilling that spilling shit all over the place. That. <laughs> all of
0: it.
1: <laughs> but that sounds so, exciting.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure, guys. Uh, and again, if you want to here are our own individual musings on the internet you can find me naji at mr naji boy that's m r n a j i b o y
1: yes and you can find me at el pontillo that's e l p o n t i l l o
0: and until next time until next week adieu adieu